Oh, and Jessen, hello. <laughs> How are you? Well, I'm doing just so splendidly. Okay, so we are back for the sixth episode in a row this season of SNL, Ooh. also our sixth episode of Saturday Night Vibes. Um, so this is like a big milestone, I mean, obviously for us with this show, we've been doing great. But then, um, <laughs> like also, um, six consecutive shows in a row for SNL, that's a new record um, this week. Incredible. Breaking the previous record, which was set only last week because they had never done five shows in a row either. So um, really exciting time for them. I guess um, COVID is actually, as, as it's ruining all things, it... Um, uh, didn't give them the opportunity to take a week off before the election, which I think is kind of cool that they didn't like go in there and take the week off anyway. They just like plowed through. So yeah. exciting stuff. And amazing sure. that it was, um, you know, the, the way Lauren talks about it is that it's like, they just, they almost feel like an obligation yeah. To, to put these together during the election season, which I thought was really interesting. I would have felt like, well, you know, we'll take, we'll take one off for the whatever, for, for one of the debates or like the vice president debate or whatever. But then, you know, right. I'm, of, of course, the VP debate of giant fly lands on Mike Pence's head. And they're like, well, we don't have a choice, you know? Well, we have to, yeah, we got to get in there. Right. And it was like two weeks ago, um, during the cold open, like at the, at the end of it, um, Jim Carrey and my Rudolph were like, good luck America. And I was like, well, that makes sense because this is probably the last show before the election. And then like, yeah. they've done two more shows. So Amazing. good for them. Very exciting for us. Yeah. Shout out to not only the, the cast, but the crew and all, and all these guys that we had, um, I, I'd heard that the, you know, not only is the audience smaller, but the crew is actually smaller too. Um, people have been reporting mm. that, uh, that have gone to the shows that they they're noticing um, at least the crowd that's visible or the crew that's visible in the mm -hmm. studio um, is looks significantly smaller. So I don't know if they've just somehow found a way to, um, you know, keep those crew members and, and put them, you know, in a studio isolated somewhere um, mm, or if point. they've actually, you know, they're, they're actually operating with a smaller crew, but um, just amazing considering that they've done all of this, um, set this six straight episode record. An election year, yeah. Yeah, in the, this most consequential, qu consequential election uh, in a generation amidst all of these challenges. Just really yeah. amazing. And I think that kind of, you know, brings us back to the whole point of our show. Like, I don't think any, I mean, obviously we love SNL and we've been watching SNL and geeking out about it for years. Yeah. Um, we were talking a little bit about how you and I used to be um, at out at the bars um, mm -hmm. when that was still a thing when right. we were a youthful and be not in a quarantine. <laughs> right. Um, and would just kind of be like, does anyone else want to leave to get home by 1130? And everyone's like, no, we don't. it was right. kind of me and you being like, oh, let's, you know, let's, let's try to, let's try to hurry this up. Right. Um, I specifically yeah. remember trying to get, get home in time for the monologue because Jason Siegel was hosting in whatever it was, 2011 or 12. And he was just yeah. in the Muppet movie. And I'm like, oh man, they're definitely going to have the Muppets in the, uh, there's going to be a Muppet in this. There's going to, there's going to be a Muppet, Muppet here and I don't want to miss yeah. it. 
No, I don't, want to I don't want to wait till Sunday morning. Right. To watch Meanwhile, that. my my girlfriend and future wife was like, "Are you really going to make me leave the bar here so that you can go watch like, the Muppets?" Yes. But yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Take a last shamrock shot and let's right. go watch the Muppets. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Uh, but I I think like you know how can anybody deny that like this year in this time like that this is not impressive that they're putting this content out there, regardless of what you think you know about maybe the impressions themselves or um if you're not just like a you know willing to sort of be super positive about the show all the time like we are i think it's nobody can deny it's like very impressive that they have done these six shows in an election year man you know during covid with less crew you know it's just less audience you know so Reminder to people out there, this show is live. I feel like this continues to be to be lost on people about sort of how immense a job that they're able to do um, on a live TV show. There's just so few of these things out here in in the modern times that uh, all the sort of pressure that that was um, that was mounting on them. And it's it's as as we were saying, you know, I felt like the the eyes of the country were were glued to their TVs for. Um, for almost all day, yeah. sort of like, oh man, how is SNL gonna uh, react to this? Um, you know, that's not not a small amount of of pressure. No, um, I was excited because I'm just forging my little niche in the world as a total SNL nerd. Because multiple yeah. people texted me and they were like, "What do you think they're doing right mm-hmm. now over at SNL?" Like as soon as the as the race was called, and I was like, "I know, I I don't know, but it's." <laughs> so exciting yeah. um, and everyone's like this is a good day for you like how exciting for you to get yes. to watch us and i'm like i know <laughs> i can't wait it's great um yeah obviously uh this week was hosted by dave Chappelle um with musical guest foo fighters so let's jump into this greg do you want to go for your um your top your third moment of the yeah. of the week well my number three moment was the cold open i feel like just the, the dynamics of the day, if, if people can even remember what Saturday was like, um, this aired 12 hours after um, the election was called, I think first by, by CNN, at least of the, of the mainstream mm-hmm. um, outlets. Um, I, I'm sure they were able to still plan some things, but um, it, was, it was clear that, that there was going to be a lot of scrambling the day of. The, yeah. uh, the cold open also aired, I think, it, exactly... 85, 85 minutes after the um, acceptance speeches yeah. started to go up, um, which is a, a, about the same time they were going into dress rehearsal. Yes. Um, so um, just an, an immense feat to be able to pull off all these things. We'll dig into some of the, the specifics that really stuck out, but um, they were also contending with a delay from the double, mm-hmm. double overtime uh, Notre Dame football game, um, and while this is a positive SNL pod, it does not have to be a positive Notre Dame uh, pod. No. You know, this really only happens because Notre Dame sort of exists in this, uh, you know, elitist college football world. Well, they have their own TV deal with uh, NBC, so. Um, oh, oh, is that why? I didn't realize that. Right. So it's just, oh. and we just whatever Notre Dame wants, we'll just plan around no, that. But, well, it kept getting closer and closer, and I was like, "What?" I mean, people will just like whatever hear about 
the, the results of this double overtime game tomorrow. Right. And my husband was like, I don't think so. I think this has to play out. And I was like, Damn yeah. It. Well, I mean, sometimes it happens with, um, you know, with other sports events or, or something else will push them back, but um, it's complicated. You know, they, they can't just have the entire cast and crew waiting by, you know, waiting on their marks for the game to end and then they can just start yeah. the show right afterwards. So um, what tends to happen, and, and I was trying to track this on Twitter a little bit as it was going on, is that they, they would announce like, all right, we're going to start the show at uh, 9.03 Eastern. You know, they got to pick a time, whatever, 15 minutes in the future. And then mm -hmm. once it looks like it, it might go longer than that, they got to pick another time, like 20 minutes oh. away from that. So it's sort of, um, so as I'm sure a lot of people, including myself and yeah. um, most of Twitter were like, why are we watching this like local news filler? Um, oh, you know. so they couldn't have just jumped. It had to have some sort of filler. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, think about all the okay. things that have to be happening at the have same to, time. Yeah, um, that makes sense. It's just, so they kind of have to do, do that thing. But um, yeah, and it was like, no, like nothing interesting. We're like, we've heard all the news we need to hear today. Like, yeah, there's nothing, you know. But, but finally, the show did, uh, did start. Um, did I was, I was really, um, really on the verge of, of, a, of a major um, weeping moment here. But, uh, you know, both as a repressed Irish Catholic man, and because I've always tried to make a point mm -hmm. to not fall in love with politicians. Uh, mm -hmm. I wasn't fully able to get there, but uh, I was Good. very, very close. I'm I glad you kept close. it together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> glad you held it in correctly. Yeah, exactly. Bottle it up. That's right. Bottle that right up. Um, Bottle that, that noise right up. That's right. Um, I'll, I'll journal about it later. Yes, um, yeah. But as soon as uh, Beck Bennett as Wolf Blitzer comes up with the mm -hmm. God damn it, that feels good. Yeah. Uh, I was just like, oh man, I'm, I'm right there. Yeah. Right there with you. Um, and that was kind of the vibe I fought, felt carried through the whole cold open. Yes. Um, Wolf Blitzer did uh, comment on, on the impression on his show. I think it was the next day or, uh, or if it was uh, Monday morning. But um, it was kind of cool. They put, uh, you know, Wolf Blitzer kind of a corny dude. So it was uh, yeah. like, oh, this was just all in good fun. And uh, it was a cute, it was a cute impression. Um, yeah. But they did put together this um, package of past impressions. Um, on SNL that featured Jason Sudeikis, Daryl Hammond, and John Rudnitsky. Um, so yeah, that I remember Jason Sudeikis the most. I don't, I can't say I remember Daryl Hammond and John Rudnitsky, their impression John, of Wolf, but I do. Remember yeah. Well, John Rudnitsky was, I think, only on the show for for a year. Um, yeah. But it, this did send me down the YouTube rabbit hole a little bit. <laughs> of I wanted to find the impression of him doing John Mayer in the Star Wars audition sketch from 2015 <laughs> that I've always stuck out, where he just got to. We got to use the false. <laughs> those ones are so good. The the lost audition tapes. Yeah. All of those are so good. That was no different. Yeah. Well, I did actually also see a spoiler here on when Jim Carrey came out and did the La Who's a Her um, because someone had posted it from the dress rehearsal or something because um, oh. I was frantically refreshing anything about yeah. SNL to be like, am I on the wrong channel? When are they starting? All this right, stuff. Right, right, right. Uh, but I, it still didn't stop me from from cackling to high heavens about having Jim Carrey in this role. Um, even just to do that to me is, is fully worth it. Absolutely. And I, you know, can't help but, you know, read some other recaps and 
a lot of them, you know, are like, well, this isn't funny because Joe Biden's never said that. Well, like, <laughs> no shit. Like, that's why, that's why it's so delightful that it's Jim Carrey, this massive comedian and superstar, like, up here. Yeah, and saying one of his famous lines from his famous fucking movie. Like, that's, yeah. that's just, a, and it's like, if ever there was a night to sort of just, like, go all out, you know, why not? You know, that was the night to do it. So I definitely... I mean, I thought it got a ton of laughs yeah. from the audience. So. Maya Rudolph was clearly cracking yeah. when he was saying it. And again, because we were in such a fragile emotional state uh, when this was airing, I felt like I was just like a clapping walrus of like, yeah, yeah. do all your old impressions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just like classic, cla like for everything that happened. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Um, I do feel like um, they missed like that tiny brief moment um, when Joe was sort of like jogging up to the podium when oh, right. yep. he was um when he when Kamala announced him uh, at the at the speeches I wish they had done that cuz he really did look like like a fighter just like coming right. out to the ring um <laughs> I think that would have been funny for for Jim to do as well but um obviously just just a, a lot of fun with that. Um, I had not put the really thought about it like that, that it was like a, a wrestler coming out of the Yeah, <laughs> out of it was the just tunnel. like the way he was jogging and we were kind of just like, don't, just just walk Joe Biden, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> well, listeners should know that Emily is a huge wrestling fan, so I'm I am. surprised that, uh, that that would have come out. That's what's up, let's do, do that wrestling. <laughs> let's do that wrestling. <laughs> Um, I also loved the, uh, the macho, macho man <laughs> piano yeah. from, uh, from Alec Baldwin. Um, yes. Obviously bringing up the echoes of Kate McKinnon doing Hallelujah um, mm -hmm. four years ago. Um, yep. You know, this is, this is something that's been a, a campaign event favorite of Trump's, who mm -hmm. uh, definitely does not know that it's not only a gay anthem, but the song is actually... <laughs> poking fun at macho male stereotypes, uh, which right. he has obviously internalized and wishes were true. So mm -hmm. it's just the levels of irony there are remarkable. Um, yeah. And to can't me, this, make that up. yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't write this stuff. Um, no. So, you know, Alec Baldwin's performance during when he was singing that I thought was excellent. Um, and to me, it's also read as sort of a potential send off for his mm -hmm. impression of Trump. Um, there's a few clues, I think, there. I, I haven't read anything that has officially stated that, and I'm sure they're yeah. going to be careful about officially saying that because who knows what mayhem is about to ensue sure. post-election here. But, um, you know, they included him in the live from New York after we talked about last week sort of intentionally leaving him out of it. Yeah. Um, he got just kind of a bit part in the Uncle Ben sketch. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sort of no, no real reason to... Um, that they needed Alec Baldwin in that, except for the fact that he may not be back for a while. Um, and, you know, I know we're gonna talk a little bit about on update, um, sort of their, their direct um, acknowledgement of Trump's presence in, in popular culture going forward, hopefully. But um, I yeah. think that's gonna be sort of part of their responsibility is like, we're, you know, this is an opportunity for Trump to get out of the news here and, and yeah. we're not gonna, um, do anything to, to help him linger so that's interesting i didn't think about it like that but i mean yeah why that's the good part about you know that's what we all want so yeah, yeah. but alc was great i mean obviously he's been great at this since he started doing we doing thank him donald trump we thank him for his uh 
for his, his service. service on the show. Yeah. Thank you, Alec Baldwin, for your service. Yes. Um, and it just looked really like he always had like so much fun doing it. And like, you know, I've, I've read some interviews with him just talking about like the the mental and like also like physical twisting of his face that he like had to undergo to like really get in that character. And that's pretty, it was pretty, pretty cool. Well, I should acknowledge too, you know, even though we're new to the uh, SNL podcasting world, which I assume mm -hmm. is a, uh, a viciously competitive yes. uh, space to operate in. Um, I did check out um, the standby line, which is a, a podcast that, um, it talks about these, these um, women that, that actually go to the standby line and try to go to every single show, um, oh. which is a cool one. I recommend people check it out. Um, but they're, so there was some reports from them uh, that they really notice how Alec Baldwin has to like do facial exercises before they go live because he's got to yeah. just contort it in such um, really crazy ways in order to... to to get the full Trump impression together, so. Yeah, I've, I've also read that from people who have like seen him go into character that it's like very, it's just a, an extreme sort of like change of his, yeah, all of his facial features to get into that. Yeah. And then of course, I mean, we have to talk about um, Kamala in, in the cold open. Yes. Um, just, I mean, just the, the energy that, that Maya, brings you know has brought and continues to bring um i just feel like when she first came out you know i don't think it'll ever get old hearing those the lists of first rattled off you know yep. she's the first female black indian american biracial vp and i think to see like maya um like rattle those off was just like you know she seemed to be enjoying it just as much as like anybody else would you know she stopped she kind of like paused, you know, and, yep. and waited for, for applause there. Um, I am constantly, I, I know very little about what happens like behind the scenes with like costuming and wardrobe and everything like that. But I mean, I knew that they could not have had much time to get that um, white pantsuit together. And it was yeah. just obviously like a spot on um, replica of what she had worn earlier at the um, acceptance speeches. And that like, for some reason, that was the thing that like really got me, <laughs> I don't know yeah. why. But just after that day of like, like such, so many emotions, like just seeing that, I was like, it's exact, that's what she was wearing. And, like, <laughs> amazing. Just, like I had just watched her as vice president-elect, you know, on, on TV and that was just like, just a crazy moment for me. And then Greg, you actually sent um, the interview that uh, the costume designer for SNL did with Pop Sugar um saying that they had they did in fact have 85 minutes to put that um that look together right yeah. after i mean as soon as the the speeches aired they were sort of like off and running to have multiple people put this suit together amazing yeah yeah they said it's a carolina herrera white victory suit and coordinated silk pussy bow blouse caroline herrera white yes exactly and um yes it was obviously a great and I it was um apparently like a a throwback too to the suffragist uniform which I thought was was yep. pretty cool um yeah and just hearing yeah, the stories of like they had to just go into the to the back because they're like the stores aren't open so we couldn't well, just go buy a suit yeah that's what I thought like when I first you know thought about it I was like man some assistants were like running all over the city but no obviously everything is closed so right. yeah I didn't even that didn't even occur to me that they just had to go back 
into their stock. And I, it was actually, I guess, a suit that they had purchased um, from a vendor that was supposed to be worn by Cecily Strong to play Melania Trump last year, but that was never used. Um, so they were able to kind of, but it was, I guess, like a double-breasted suit and I had to go to a single-breasted, which is like, I don't think an easy thing to tailor anytime, let alone like, you know, an hour. So just the fact that they, you know, put that all together is just so crazy. So awesome. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen Phantom Thread, um, but... I haven't. I've always wanted to see Phantom Thread. Yes. Well, there's a, there's a big moment in that one where, you know, he's a dressmaker, something happens to the mm-hmm. dress, they have a deadline, and it's like, you know, 20 plus seamstresses all come together to like make this fix on this complicated thing. And it sounds like that's kind of what was happening here, that yeah. they literally got a fitting on her, you know, like five minutes before the cold open. Mm-hmm. And it fit and looked perfect. Someone, you know, had to run quick and get a pin and put it on her right before yeah. she walked out. It's just like, um, just amazing, the, just right. the accomplishment. Um, and then the fact that she was able to go out there. And, you know, to me, um, Kamala, the character on SNL, is, is now really the star of the show. Um, yeah. it, it was always a complicated relationship with Donald Trump of that, the, you know, they were excited to see Alec Baldwin, but, you know, always never knew if there should be a plotting for him or not. Yeah. Um, you know, I think in sort of the public eye, Joe, Joe Biden is not necessarily sort of the superstar um, mm-hmm. here and anyway, at least on, on my sort of sheltered um, social media feed. It seems like yeah. there was the real excitement and, and joy and emotion around this election is, has a lot to do with oh, Kamala. Sure. And I think that's manifesting itself that, that Joe always introduces her on uh, on the SNL cold open, so. Um. Yeah, and there was even the part, you know, this week where he was like, do you got it? And she's like, I got it, Joe. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I know what I'm doing by this yeah. point. Um, yeah, so obviously just a great cold open. And I mean, it could have been, it, I think it could have gone any one of a number of ways and I would have just still been like drunkenly clapping at it. Yeah. Because that's, <laughs> that's what's happening yes. in real time. Yeah, we're gonna have to collect all of our um, our text screenshots and, yes. and uh, figure out and maybe burn them or share them uh, at some point. <laughs> Either one. They're, yeah, we're we're getting a little collection of them for sure. When we when we're just misspelling excited texts to each other throughout the show, yes. so we'll see what yeah. happens with those. But. For sure. Great. Well, what was your um, your number three moment? My number three. Um, I've obviously, you know, there was just so much excitement around the election, um, but there were some you know, some really enjoyable, um, like separate sketches as there always are. So my number three was, um, Take Me Back, which was the little video short starring, um, Beck Bennett and Ego Wodum. Um, when Beck, you know, was kind of just like approaching, uh, Ego to sort of take him back after all these crazy things he's done. Um, and I just, I thought it was a really, I think it's been a while since we've seen Beck Bennett, like in a standalone sort of like his own little thing like that. Obviously he's, pretty treasured member of the cast by now. Um, He really does well kind of fitting into like whatever tiny little bit character or big character, obviously like, you know, the Wolf Blitzer uh, this past week that they need him to do. But I thought it was just fun to sort of get him um, in the the sort of like pre-recorded thing to sort of just showcase um, his, his brand of humor. Um, I thought that Ego perfectly offset it, um, which was, I just thought it was a very funny sketch. And a little, I guess, a little bit of bias um, 
just because it was him standing at a doorway like that. It uh, had gave me some strong vibes of his character from the TV show Shrill yep. on Hulu, um, where he plays uh, Aidy Bryant's troll. And yep. it was just, uh, it made me just think about how much I miss Aidy on the show. Yeah. <laughs> so it's sort of, that was like a little offshoot of it. And I was just like, oh man. Um, you know, be, besides being a good, a good sketch in its own right. And it was sort of, sort of just reminded me of, of Shrill. And that's the reason why, you know, we don't have 80 right now. And you're little baby 80. Little baby 80. Yeah. yeah. Well, we miss, miss her. We miss Cecily Strong too. 80 yes. is actually, is in Portland filming the next season of, of Shrill. Cecily mm -hmm. Strong is, um, is filming a show in, in, in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. uh, we did get a little glimmer of Cecily Strong in this episode as she um, had a voiceover in the Mario story yes. too. Um, you know, she is, she had posted something too. We, we had sort of, we'd missed her last week with the, um, with the Broadway med medley. She's usually yeah. um, a, a key piece of that. And she had posted a little something on. That she uh, wanted, she wanted to be in there and they couldn't get her. Yeah. Like, it just wasn't going to quite work, but. Right. With um, her not being there. So we, we love both of them. And I, I like what you were talking talking about, sort of Beck Bennett is um, a really kind of an unassuming part of this cast, I think. Um, yeah. But he's he's been here for, for a while. And um, mm -hmm. and I always really, you know, you and I share sort of the uh, shared affection for the the weirder the sketches uh, yes. or the bigger the swing they're taking. Mm -hmm. um, and the stuff that he's been able to put together with... Uh, with Kyle Mooney, so they're, they're longtime friends, and they were in the, yeah. the, good, the Good Neighbor sketch group uh, before yep. before they joined the cast. Um, you know, anything that kind of has this, you know, weird vibe to it um, has is really their um, their fingerprints all over it. Yeah. So um, I'm sure. thinking about even in the um, in the SNL from Home um, episodes mm -hmm. last year. I really like the ones where it's just the two of them FaceTiming, um, trying to come up with uh, trying to come up with ideas for the show, and they're just kind of like entering <laughs> nonsense back and forth. Um, yeah, that I has also, to be what it's really like. I I would imagine. Um, I would highly recommend people check out the like the SNL backstage um, bonus content on the ABC website where it's because they're uh, office mates. And they do some of these where it's just like the two of them in there, they're being fed questions and just watching yeah. the two of them um, interact with each other uh, is hysterical. I, I watch and rewatch those constantly. Yeah. Um, oh, God. So we shout out, shout out to Beck Bennett. Shout out shout to Echo Wodum too. I mean, this was a big Echo yeah. Wodum. She um, was very, so. very present, yeah, in this episode. She played two different um, newscast <laughs> newscasters. News anchors, anchors, yeah. yeah um in back-to-back -back sketches um mm -hmm. which i thought was kind of funny uh, and she was in this one so the newly promoted to repertory player ego woda yeah. make a big impact yeah taking advantage of that which is great love to see it love to see it um what was your number two uh my number two was hailstorm um <laughs> again again this is sort of usually the later in the show um is sort of the weirder the, the idea, weirder, yeah. Um, which is um, I think you're often rewarded for it. And I thought you were here. This is yes. this joke just takes such a long walk. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it it really does. So long for them to get to this thing that it's 
that it's Keenan and and Kate sort of gradually falling in love with each other. Um, yeah. Just the way it opens up where it's, you know, one of them, they get asked the question, you know, Heidi Gardner, Keenan, Kate all respond. It goes back to right. Odom, she asks a, qu a question. Heidi, Kate, Keenan, all just to like set this long stage. There's a huge intro about this hailstorm. Yeah. Um, just like, just part of the weirdness of it is like, what is, what is happening? Where are they taking us here? Where, yeah, exactly. Uh, but the thing that stood out to me, you know, <laughs> is Kate, Kate McKinnon is just, in addition to being uh, an immensely gifted comedian, is also mm -hmm. just legitimately uh, a great actor at, yeah. <laughs> at times. Um, yeah. The two lines that I had pulled out is when she's talking about uh, when, when his hand went to her breast, <laughs> she said, at some point it became a lover's hand. You know? point, yeah, a friend's hand. <laughs> yeah, but so at some good. point it became a lover's hand. And when, yeah, a lover's hand. Um, <laughs> and at one point she turns and looks at Keenan and says so earnestly, I'm done searching. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Just really, yeah. And I mean, who better to like, do, like take that kind of like long walk to that payoff than right. Kate and Keenan? Um, one of the lines that Keenan had in here is, you know, if I had a nickel <laughs> for every time we kissed under that blanket, I'd have about 45 cents. 45 cents, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, like, how many different numbers do you think the writers considered before deciding that 45 would be the funniest one for him to say? <laughs> um, because it's, for some reason, 45 uh, is, makes... Is, yeah, is that was the right one. one. That was the, the right the right choice. Um, the same thing at the end where you're like, uh, your wife is missing. Is that right? Yeah. Is that right? Several people are missing from yeah. the town. No, that's right. I liked um, Heidi Gardner in it too, you know, just cutting back like, well, what, how does this affect you? And she's like, I don't know. They're friends. Now they kiss. Get back to me on that though. Right. <laughs> We're definitely not. And um, then like the cat, just like the heading, the news heading, like friends, but kiss during storm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah and we already talked a little bit about ego wodum uh, in this episode but i felt like again with just sort of her acting ability like the last shot there is made all the funnier by her um her like earnestly like turning to kiss Al alex moffat really uh, yeah. cracked me up as well so yeah <laughs> um, yeah these late late shows I don't know if it was truly 10, 10 to 1 or not, but had that kind of energy, which we always it, appreciate. It did, which, yeah, we appreciate the heck out of. That's right. So, what was uh, um, your number two moment? Yeah, mine was um, Kate McKinnon as Rudy Giuliani on Update. Yes. Um, she's obviously no stranger to doing this one. I liked, though, how they gave her her own little segment on Update. Um, I mean, there were a, a lot of funny parts about this. First of all, just the the prosthetic nose from, especially like from the side, the side profile is like uncanny, yeah. like an uncanny resemblance to Rudy Giuliani. Um, very creepy. And then just, you know, the way she kind of, she's like, just has that like awkward, like pillow stuffing in, under her suit. Yeah. Um, and then her hands, you know, and just the way she kind of like you were saying, just kind of like gets like really like, like revs up every every line she says. So like there's that physical humor that's that's super funny. And then I don't even think, I don't even know at the time, like when this aired, people 
how many people realized about the four seasons total landscaping mix up yeah. that had happened earlier in that earlier in the day with Rudy and the, and the Trump team. Um, Cause I don't think I fully got it. And it was only like when I went back and watched it, um, you know, there's just that brief little call out to that, um, which was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so I just, I appreciated this, this one a lot. And I don't know if it could be, you know, we've talked about how um, this may or may not be Kate McKinnon's last year. Was this like a little send off to Kate as Giuliani? Is she, we're going to see her in this role again. I don't know. Um, I don't, I can't, I, I, as I say, I don't like to cry. I don't so. like to repress it. <laughs> when it, keep it, keep when it bottled I, up. So when you, when you build the wall, yeah. uh on your in your insides and then something bursts through it it comes out real ugly real just a yeah. full barrage so um and that might be kate leaving that that's really uh got a chance so i can't i can't quite get oh my there God. do you remember what if it's like um when Kristen wig left do you remember that oh yeah and they did she's a rainbow and all, all the cast came out and hugged her it, coincidentally that was um the foo fighters were backing up Mick Jagger. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, that guy. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dave Grohl had said that he's, um, and we'll talk about the um, the musical guest a little later, but he had also did the first and last show for uh, Kristen Wiggs, which is kind of interesting. Oh, that is interesting. It's just a fun little detail. Yeah. Um, well, fun, fun. That's what we're all about. But uh, you're so right about just the way she like holds her body playing Giuliani <laughs> like Nosferatu, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and like the, you know, confusing strippers with pollsters and, you know. <laughs> Her name ain't Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my heavens. She just, um, yeah, she just seems like she's sort of like in her own world. In I, I also just was really cracking up at the end. Shout out to whatever crew members threw the lettuce at her yes. at the end. It just could not have hit her any more squarely right across the face. Yeah, just, and always, I'm like a big sucker for that kind of physical, like almost like slapstick sort of humor. That right. Point. That that good old New York lettuce. <laughs> hey, that's right. And it's like, you know, SNL does this a lot where it's people get pies thrown at them or they get trash yeah. thrown at them or whatever it is. And it's, you know, sometimes it misses and that's its own kind of funny. But right. hitting her this was right on. squarely and the big piece just stays <laughs> on, her, on her prosthetic yeah. nose. Um, that really got me. Uh, yeah. Well, that was my that was my number two. We're on your number one. What's your number one? My number one was the Uncle Ben sketch. Oh, um, a good one. Which I felt like they'd set this one up just to get um, everyone to say funny words. <laughs> I mean, yeah. obviously, it has some prescience and you know the fact that they canceled Aunt, Aunt Jemima and mm -hmm. you know these other things have been going on and sort of the brand marketing world but um i just felt like you know we've talked already about how maya rudolph um you know should have won the emmy for um big mouth just for yeah. her pronunciation bubble by on yes. itself um she did win the emmy by the way but um yes you know, for that alone she could have yes I know just for that saying. yep um and the, you know the fact that she's basically back in the cast now is something i mm -hmm. i am 100% in favor of mm -hmm. um, and you're seeing just the the command and experience she has when she's just she says 
but I'm Aunt Jemima. And then yeah. I turned my phone on and, and timed it. It was a full 15 second pause between she says, who doesn't love my pancakes? Because she yeah. was just milking every last laugh and so yeah. second and You have to be pretty confident to take a 15 minute pause. Incredible. And just know that there's going to be more and more laughter coming. That was great. Dave Chappelle is the same way for that matter. We, we haven't talked really about his, um, mm -hmm. his monologue, but that's, that's a part of sort of his command as well as yeah, um, just having like the confidence. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> we had, we were, we were dying in my house when she says, all I ever did is make pancakes. <laughs> Aunt Jemima pancakes are the fluffiest, the buttriest, <laughs> mouth watering pancakes on the shelves. Just so to me, that's, a, that's all they're trying to tee up. Same thing as, Keenan when he's trying to yeah. say, you know, faux cheese and basmati. <laughs> yeah. Um, just, just what they do best. Exactly. Um, Chappelle was the same way. Um, yes. You know, they put that sort of low voice filter yeah. uh, on his voice, which I thought was pretty <laughs> funny. And, uh, you know, I watched the sketch a couple of times and cracked up every single time when he said, mm -hmm. let's put you on some spaghetti, you chocolate bitch. <laughs> <laughs> chocolate bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, I just, even if there was the whole sort of convention here was just to get them to say funny words, it, it worked for me. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, and just having, obviously it was a good, a good chance to, to use obviously Dave Chappelle in there. Um, the, vo the voice filter was very much appreciated. And yeah, I'm just, anything that gets Maya back up there is just like a regular cast member is, is great. And I just, really loved her walking off stage as Aunt Jemima. I don't know like why that, why that physical, yeah. that just, the way she carried herself just like really cracked me up. She yeah. was Aunt Jemima. And they had, uh, they had sort of filmed it so that they would be pulling back to like reveal mm -hmm. the whole set. And yeah. Alec Baldwin says, you know, someone send the Land of Lakes lady in please. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're all fired. All, all fired. Canceled. Yeah. Um, yeah, we and I, like I say, we haven't talked a lot about Chappelle, but um, mm -hmm. you know, just really the uh, the right timing for him. He had he had done the the first Saturday show after um, after the last election, twenty sixteen, um, and yep. um, just again one of the one of the greatest sketch performers um, of all time, um, mm -hmm. or at least the um, brain brainchild between the, the greatest sketch show of all time. Mm -hmm. Um, so just getting him, getting him in here, you know, that, that Lauren has full trust in him. You know, his, uh, his monologue was 16 minutes. Um, yeah. which is long, but I think, uh, perfectly warranted for the moment. Um, you know, I think we'll talk a little bit that there was, that certainly did result in things probably having to get cut out, but, mm -hmm. um, grateful to have him here for, for this. Um, what was your number one moment? Speaking of the, all the energy, I think my number one moment uh, goes to just the general energy um, between Colin Jost and Michael Che on Update. Um, you know, we've talk talked a little bit about like their banter back and forth. And obviously like they have this thing like down pat at this point um, and are just really, really fun to watch even when kind of the jokes like don't land or when there's like an awkward pause, they just really make the most of it. But like, I think this was just like we said before, like uninhibited glee, you know, yeah. um, obviously they're showing clips of not only like nationwide celebrations, but worldwide, like they're ringing the bells in Paris, um, for, for Donald Trump's, um, 
removal from office. Um, you know, Michael Che is drinking. He has that clip on tie, which I really, I really want to know, like, is this, was his tie? Was it really clip on the whole season? Like <laughs> I, I didn't notice. Yeah. Me neither. I mean, I don't, yeah, I, I wouldn't have noticed, but he's like, I've been wanting to do that the whole season. Yeah. Um, you know, and then we mentioned again, Colin's line, pretty soon we'll never have to listen to Donald Trump again. Yes. And like, just that just hits, it gets a little sweeter every time you, you realize that yeah. that is like what we are, are indeed headed to, which is great. Um, and then I love sort of like the little, you know, just like you said, the banter between them. She was like, I'm glad, you know, this didn't turn into a race war because we were going to kidnap you. Yeah. Colin. <laughs> yeah, my friends are going to kidnap you. Yeah. Wait, do I go in the fridge? Uh, <laughs> in the box. That's right. <laughs> it's like, it was a good plan, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just their whole, and like you said, it was a shortened um, segment. Uh, I think, you know, probably because of the, the monologue and just the, the cold open, but I really just thought, you know, it was the, the best example in the show of like, these people are just as themselves. Yeah. Just unabashedly celebrating. Yeah, and a, sh a short update overall. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of a couple jokes back and forth to them and then the really Giuliani piece. Um, so I think that was probably a result of the of the 16 minute uh, monologue. But again, sure. I wouldn't I wouldn't have chopped anything out of the, the Chappelle monologue. Um, yeah. Anyway. So, um, you know, we didn't necessarily include the monologue itself in, in any of our top three moments. But there was a mm -hmm. couple couple things in there that really had me cracking up, especially uh, yeah. when he was talking about childproofing the White House. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, there's two people on this pod here who have spent a lot of time childproofing um, their houses of, of late when he said, don't touch that stove, it's hot. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I liked his, his part about the, him having, like being so embarrassed to like be yelled at for having these concerts in, his, in, yeah. in the middle of his like cornfield backyard. Right. Honey, come uh, quick. The guy from the grocery store is on TV. No, yeah. dummy. The guy from TV is in the grocery store. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of, you know, Chappelle is kind of known for this. It's that he's, uh, uh, that he can kind of go up and, and sort of free talk. Uh, I'm sure some mm -hmm. of this he had had written and was ready to go, but um, that this is part of kind of what he does is he's able to um, put sort of a lot of this thoughtful, thoughtful essays together kind of on the fly. Um, at one point, I think he says, you know, like, I'm just, I'm just trying stuff out now. Right. You know, we, we had talked about kind of like Mulaney and Bill Burr not having yeah. the opportunity to like test this stuff in front of audiences. So like, and I think you're right. Dave Chappelle is one of those people who can just like go up and sort of freestyle. Yeah. At least, at least worth, worth mentioning as kind of a bonus moment for us. Yes, I agree. Well, I think that brings us to uh, the fan favorite um, mm -hmm, segment mm -hmm. here. Um, which is, uh, did you know who the musical guest was? So Emily, did you know who the Foo Fighters were and are? I, I do, I do. Wonderful. Again, popular in the, in the mid-90s, uh, maybe is the thread here that we're finding with some of the, um, the musical guests uh, yeah. that, uh, that really resonate. But uh, this is the ninth appearance from the Foo Fighters on wow. the show. Um, and it kind of even depends on what you consider um, in appearance. Obviously, Dave Grohl, drummer for Nirvana, played yep. several shows with them. Um, they've been in a couple uh, sketches. He's, the, the Foo Fighters played as the backing band for uh, Mick Jagger. Dave Grohl has also played um, 
with Tom, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. They, they called him in to be the drummer for their SNL performance. So oh. um, that was when he was still playing with, with Nirvana. Um, an interesting little tidbit I, I found here too. In 2003, Jim Carrey jumped up on stage with them when he was hosting and just started playing his leg um, while they were <laughs> just like- Playing his own leg? Playing his own leg, you know? <laughs> he just like picked his leg up because he's yeah. you know, made of rubber and then started yeah. drumming it, so. Um, this is this is basically Full all circle moment. Incredible that they were all yeah. back back together. Yeah. Um, so uh, this is all again in the in the SNL backstage um, video clips that they have with them. So I recommend people um, digging Check into those. those. Out. Um, yeah. So shout out to the Foo Fighters. Yeah, they, and then, you know, of course, they did times like these as their yep. last song, which was poignant, right? Quite poignant. Yeah, poignant. Yeah, but it was, yeah, you're right about these like mid nineties bands resurfacing. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I love it. Yeah. We've been talking about how the, uh, like the nineties cover bands are now sort of becoming um, an in vogue thing. I mean, obviously no one's playing any shows right now, which is mm-hmm. uh, um, a bummer, but yeah, uh, I feel like if, if anyone out there is trying to uh, kind of put a good gimmick together, um, the nineties cover band, I feel like, you know, you're always going to be able to book gigs doing that. So. Yeah, that's a really good point, isn't it? Because, I mean, 80s cover bands, those are obviously wildly popular and always a good time in spite of, I mean, I, yeah, in spite of the fact that they're 80s cover bands. Yeah. Yeah, so I think. Whether it's on SNL or, or otherwise. I have another question for you, Emily. Someone told yeah. me that 90s fashion is coming back. Does that mean, mm-hmm. can, I, can I wear, uh, like, you know, Jenko jeans and, uh, you know, the non- uh, flesh-fitting yeah. jeans that that um, that are in style for men now. Can I go back to that? I would hope there's something in between Jenko and and flesh-fitting. I okay. hope there's there's a happy medium, I think. Mm. Maybe like if we say like a slim straight fit. Interesting. Um, I wouldn't go I wouldn't go all the way back to Jenko. But you know what? If that's what you feel in your heart, if you can dig up those Jenko jeans, yeah. go for it. Because okay. I 90s fashion is coming back in. Um, which is not something I'm terribly excited about, but you yeah. know what? If you got those Jankos, wear them. Cargo shorts. Cargo um, shorts. Divas with, uh, yeah. I love yeah. it. I'm here for it. Yeah. I hope it goes away as soon as possible, but, <laughs> but um, I, you know, I'm all for you wearing Janko jeans. Excellent. Thank you. For sure. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, tell Libby I said she is welcome too. Oh, excellent. Give me So as far as featured players this week, uh, we actually didn't see the featured players um, in any sketches, which is, you know, a bummer. We have seen them, you know, do some great things so far this season, but not certainly not worrisome. They'll be back. You yeah. know, I think a kind of crazy episode and, um, and who knows like what got cut if they were in there in some small way before and, you know, didn't make it in there. But um, Andrew, Lauren and Punky were not seen this week, but we're just excited to see them next time. But we're, we're keeping them, uh, we're keeping them in our thoughts. Um, yes, we that are. Sounds, that sounds a little darker than, I, than what I mean, but, uh, <laughs> but we are, we're keeping them in our thoughts. Yes, um, we are. We cannot wait. And there's a lot of season left, you know, we got, we got a, a big chunk here at once, which we're grateful for. And there's, there's a lot left. So plenty of, plenty of time to, to see them um, hopefully now and, and in future seasons. Yeah. 
For sure, for sure. And so speaking of next week, it is Chris Rock and Megan Thee Stallion is, is being repeated, right? Right. So not yeah. obviously not a new episode. Um, so the consecutive, consecutive streak does end, but uh, yeah. I think they've, they've earned um, at least a week or two off here. Um, oh my God. Do you think they're just like, they all just collapsed? I can't imagine what, what they're feeling. Someone explained this to me. Uh, maybe it was uh, Tina Fey. Um, she didn't explain it to me. Uh, I was just sure. listening to a podcast she was on. I felt like she was talking to me, um, but she was, she was saying, you know, like the schedule that they've created on SNL was really like, you know, it was created in the mid seventies uh, around cocaine. Sure. Um, and she's like, but the problem is now the schedule has not changed, but the cocaine is gone. <laughs> so it's just like a brutal exactly. working schedule that you're expected to write through all hours of the night. Um, yeah. you know, without the same performance enhancers they had. So um, wow. really just from, from two fans out here in the world, we are grateful to everyone we sure um, are. who puts these things together for us. Yeah. Wow. Just could kind of like just wax on and off about it all, you know, for a long time, just like the yeah. amount of work and how impressive it is when you think about the fact it's live, they only have a week. In this case, they had 12 hours, two hours to, you know, put some of this stuff together. Just super crazy. So we feel really positive about it, obviously. Thinking about um, some some bonus material in the interim, yes. but we'll get back to you on that, whether that yes. uh, materializes or not. But um, really appreciate we, everybody you know, uh, yeah. checking in, you know? Absolutely. We'll see you guys next time. Stay positive out there, folks.